What's up, you guys? It's your host, Aaron Gomez of The Mashup. So today, we're actually having movie talk, and I don't know if you guys noticed, movie talk is on audio, so we can throw out, you know, more content faster. So episodes will be on Monday, every Monday, so you can start out the week by hearing all your movie news all in one spot. So I would like to announce before we get started that Keanu, one of our previous guests, is finally a host with me on movie talk. So episodes every Monday... And be sure to tune in, because this week we talk about Suicide Squad, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, Avengers, Batman updates from 2020, Batman that's coming up, Detective Pikachu, Sonic, and more. Anything from Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek to the Moon Knight movie possibility. So guys, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you guys every Monday. Like before we get started, um, I want to dedicate this episode to Peter Mayhew, who was Chewbacca, and he died at the age of seventy-four. Oof, and rest in peace. Yeah, no, it's crazy because he, um, you know, he, even though he was a physical actor, I think people really take that for granted. If you agree, like playing as uh, Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things where, like, you. Unfortunately, you know, for the average fan or or, the, or that average moviegoer, you bring up Chewbacca and they're like, oh yeah, you know, like they just think Chewbacca. They don't think there's a face behind it. But there was, you know, his man. He, he doesn't speak, so everything that that's conveyed is through his manner mannerisms. And and that was Peter Mayhew who did that. So I definitely agree on that. You know, in that regard. Yeah, and like when he played Chewbacca, it was like the subtleties he did when he mm-hmm. played him. And um, I remember a scene when they're on the Millennium Falcon, they're playing some board game and Chewbacca puts up his feet and like he's laying back and like that was all like Peter Mayhew, you know, free balling and just fucking around on set. But like it's just crazy hearing like, you know, old stars passing away and now that he's gone and like you only have Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher's gone and yeah. it's just like it's a lot to take in. But before we get into nitty gritty, just want to shout him out, you know, to his family and everyone. But a lot of news this week. A lot, a lot. of news. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So I think we're going to start off with Suicide Squad and actor from Ant-Man, Dark Knight, and Dune. You know, actor David Dastmalchian. He's going that be, guy. He, yeah, he's, he's always playing a creepy role. Like he, has <laughs> that, he has that face. And now yeah. that they have him on as Polka Dot Man. I mean, do, are you familiar with Polka Dot Man and the Suicide Squad that much? Um, I'm not not necessarily in the Suicide Squad. I've I've had limited exposure between uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, um, a couple mm. comics here and there. So I have, you know, he's one of those C-list villains or maybe even D-list, where even, you know, yeah, as D-list. A, yeah, as a comic book reader, I've come across, or as a comic book fan, I've come across him, you know, two three times, um, just in superficial, you know, appearances here and there. Yeah, especially since he was in, like introduced in the '60s, and like that type of Batman was like a silly Batman. Mm-hmm. And now, like Polka Dot Man, how they're gonna put him into a movie? Apparently, he's supposed to be a metahuman. And you know, Suicide Squad. It's kind of been weird because you know James Gunn's back. He's also doing Guardians, which got actually delayed recently. They announced they're gonna delay it. And um, now they have Margot Robbie coming back and Jai Courtney as Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, which I think is so dumb. Um, but you know, Idris Elba signed on and John Cena, but their roles are undisclosed at this time. But like, what are your thoughts on like Suicide Squad two in general? I mean, I didn't really like the first one. Yeah, 
it was definitely the first one was not to cut you off, but the first one was definitely a letdown. You know, it had a lot of it had some really good pr- promotional material, um, and it definitely. Uh, you know, it was it was like a R rated. It, it almost had like a R rated Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. It almost had like the yeah. you know these misfit oddballs. You know, mm-hmm. um, but you 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 had the the room of R rating to get really crazy with it. And uh, you know what ended up happening was it was a very disjointed film. It was the editing was horrible. The pacing was horrible. Um, some of the some of the acting was okay at best. But um, I am you know I'm a little bit more excited for two. Uh, Gun yeah. has already, you know Gun is a great director. He's a fun director. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, just from the casting, um, you know, like I just said, I really, I'm a big, huge fan of David. Uh, you know, Margot Robbie's hot as hell. Uh, <laughs> yep. She's also good at, you know, she's a good actress too. I, you know, exactly. I yeah. take on Harley Quinn. Idris Elba. I mean, what, I mean, the guy's amazing. You know. Yeah. Um, I even even Cena is is just case. He's a fun guy. So I mean, I could see this being a, a fun film. I could see this being the f- fun in the way that the first one was set it up to be. You know, a mm. fun film. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. So I thought. The first one was like a, it was like a music video for like two hours. That's yeah. just what I thought. And yeah. Idris Elba was supposed to be Deadshot, and then they, um, that wasn't confirmed. So now they're saying he's not Deadshot, and we don't know where John Cena's going to be. And Dave Batista, what's he going to be? So like, um, like the characters they talked about, there was like Polka Dot Man, King Shark, Rat Catcher, and Peacemaker. So I think f- uh, the the last bit of news on that was that. Uh, Batista, Batista was going to do the role Cena's doing now, but but Batista had to uh, leave, I think, because of... Uh, well, actually, what's funny is he's in Dune too, but, but I, I don't know if it yeah, was Dune he is in or Dune. It was another film. It was, it was one of his, his recent films that he's filming. He, he couldn't stay because of time commitment because he's a busy guy. Oh, wow. Um, no, now so at that, this point, yeah, he is a busy guy. Yeah, so I think that Cena's going to take over whatever role that was. And I, and, and I there was a rumor on what that role was, and, and it's draw, I'm drawing a blank on that. But, um, you know, I, I, I could see anything from King, King Shark to, you know, um, you know any, any, any big muscular type guy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing, and they had recent news because Danielle Daniela Melchior. I don't really know her, but she's possibly to play Ratcatcher. So like all these all these villains are like really kind of weird. Okay, like King Shark I'm familiar with. Ratcatcher she kind of like takes control of rats and like you knows how to manipulate them. Peacemaker is kind of like. And it was Peacemaker. That's what that's what the role was that they were that he's rumored to do. That's that what he, it was. He would yeah he would fit as Peacemaker because Peacemaker is kind of like Drax in a way where he's kind of like maniacal and like, uh, like over, he's obsessed over justice, but he does it his own way. But in a way, it's like kind of wrong. But the fact that you said Dune, Dune is having a stacked cast. Oh my God! It's everybody and their moms being cast in that film. Yeah, and I've I honestly like, I can't lie. I've never seen Dune. I heard of it. But like, yeah, it's it's a lot. the The book is a lot. The film is a lot. The oh, it's, film was it's was a book. Uh, I didn't even know yeah. That. The book the book is like a hundred. It's four hundred four hundred twelve pages is the book, and oh the God. film had Kyle Mc, McLannan. I love that guy. Um, wow. And it was directed by uh, by um, uh, oh my God, um, D- D- David Lynch. David Lynch. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know how he is. You know how that guy is. Yeah, exactly. And like, plus they're having one of my favorite directors, Denis Villeneuve, as director. Oh my god, he's one of my favorite actors, dude. Such... I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, I, I love it. that. 
I oh, it's one, of, it's one of my favorite films. It's, it's, well, it's actually one of my favorite films. Well, because people thought it was too slow. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's it's like... It's, it's just, thought-provoking. It's thought-provoking. You have to watch it more than once. Mm-hmm. It's methodical in a lot of its scenes. It's very, you know... Yeah. It, it's, it's not worried about putting a pedal to the metal. It's very much... It wants you to sit there. It wants you to think. It wants you to feel emo- I love that film, dude. I lo- and I love him as a director. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I am excited for Dune and, and everybody and their mom being in it. <laughs> Everyone and their mom being in it. And like, yeah, and Blade then, Runner... Yeah, and then some. You know, but Blade Runner, such a great movie. I th- I'm so glad that they stuck to their guns of what Blade Runner is. Is like a, <laughs> you know, like a cop story, like noir type. Yeah, noir. Yeah, yeah. And um, neo noir at this point. Yeah, neo noir. And um, like I, the thing is, like no spoil, like no spoilers. But like it, the movie goes away that you don't expect. You know. Like with the twist and at the mm-hmm. end, and mm-hmm. it goes away yeah. that you don't expect, which is really bold. Yeah. But like we're gonna move on from Suicide Squad too. So this next topic, you're gonna have more um, experience with this. So Ghost Rider and Hellstorm are having a TV show. This is from Via TV Line, and it's gonna be on Hulu as they're expanding their Marvel Television which contract. We all, we all, I think uh, last time I was on, I think we touched on this a little bit about how Hulu was gonna be their new, mm-hmm. ne- their new Marvel Netflix shows. It was gonna be where they put the R-rated content or the PG-13 enough content. And lo yeah. and behold, here it is. Here yeah. it is happening. Yep, the Disney takeover, the Monopoly is happening. <laughs> so it's like right before um, our eyes. Yeah. So like I was gonna get people in context. So Disney's having a streaming service, Disney Plus, and as of right now, they own like sixty percent of shares on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And so the, I think the goal right now is to keep Disney Plus the the children friendly content, you know, PG thirteen and below. Um, so like I was telling Keanu, like this guy, he probably you definitely have more experience on this topic because I never watched Agents of Shield. And oh, this... I, I'm dude. I'm literally is paused on my screen right now. I'm catching up on the last season. It's so it oh literally it starts this week. So I'm literally catching up on the last season. It's so well, that's crazy. The thing. I knew you liked it, and I wasn't the same. So I never followed through with it. But I do want to tell the audience: this Ghost Rider is confirmed. Actually, you confirmed it like a day ago when we were texting each other that Gabriel Luna is going to be the character. Oh, uh, the actor. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, actor Gabriel... playing him, and it's going to be um, what's his name? Robbie Reyes. Uh, Robbie Reyes, which I like. I just, but like, what are your thoughts on that interpretation during Agents of Shield and the, you know, adding it to that and now having its own specific show? Um, I loved, I loved him on Agents of Shield. Uh, he's one of the best parts of season. Uh, what was that four? He's one of the best parts of season four. Everyone has been clamoring. If you go to the Reddit, every other, you know, every other day there's a, a post like, "When are we getting Ghost Rider back?" I, he, yeah, um, seriously, he, you know. It's not to say that we can't do Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch. It's just to say that you know Marvel is one for if a, if 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 a, if a character or an, a certain adaptation has been done, they want to do something different. You know, mm-hmm. um, same you can see it firsthand with Spider Man. You know, they're doing all the villains that haven't been hit yet, and yeah. so that's since you know D- Johnny Blaze had been done, they went with Robbie Reyes, and I I mean I love them in the show. I love the mm-hmm. actor. I love what he did for the role. I thought, um, especially I mean the CG. It's not really important, but the CGI was fantastic given. The- Budgetary oh, okay. constraints. It looked very. It looked. I'm telling you, if you ever, if you ever just don't even watch. You don't even have to watch the whole. Sh- you know, every season of Shield. Just go to the episodes, the the introduction episode mm-hmm. of of him, and you're you'll be like, wow, this was this was TV. This was ABC. You know, like it it was. They did a really good job, and um, you know what's cool is. Uh, because you know the reason that we we were we were confused about who who was going to be and who was portraying them was because the original headline was kind of weird. It was like it was weird. Yeah, it, it was uh. Ghost Rider show 
and mm. then it tr- and then it trickled out it's robbie reyes yep. and they were like it's Robbie reyes but it's not the shield version so then everyone yeah. was like wait what and then it and then gabriel luna himself tw- he confirmed he, it yeah because yeah, he had tweeted before they announced it he yeah. had tweeted oh got some big news coming tomorrow and everyone's like oh he's yeah. coming back to shield he's coming back to shield mm. then they revealed the show and they were like uh, okay and then he was like no it's me like it uh, he tweeted like flaming skull head flaming skull head or whatever yeah. um and so what they what they basically said was, listen, uh, we're taking the actor, we're taking the character he betrayed, um, and we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna run with that. So his storyline and Shield, um, what it seems like is we're not they're not necessarily going out of their way to contradict it, but they're also not really gonna pick up too many of his threads uh, yeah. that were left in the show, which is it's fine because that's it was, fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and, and and as a fan of, of Ages of Shield, his appearance was um, was it, it brief? It was. It was. It was it was brief in the sense that it served its purpose and there's not too much stuff to pick up. I mean, he, okay. you know, like they did handle his, his, his origin story and they changed it a little bit. Um, so that might be something where they end up contradicting just because it, it, it was a little bit of a departure from the comic book version. Mm. But, um, like I said, um, fantastic. You know, he did a great job with the role. I'm very excited to see him in the role, and I'm very and, and I'm fine that they're they're going a little bit out of their way with it because as long as they, like I said, as long as they bring him back for it because yeah. it's the same character, I'm fine with that. If it's if it, you know, yeah, no, I so. I love Johnny Blaze. Like honestly, the Ghost Rider movie was like a you know a guilty pleasure. I can't lie because I I watched it when it came out. Well, the we first were, one is the second yeah. one is really bad. Oh no, the second one's. <laughs> horrendous it's really bad he pisses for flames it's really bad yeah like film like from a film uh, perspective and like a fan perspective it was just bad um but like guilty pleasure though i did enjoy it no it was absolutely a guilty pleasure because when we when it came out we were kids and like oh yeah 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 whoa the cgi is like nuts and shit but the like the hark back on robbie ray is um He's like in the comic books. He's like the new Ghost Rider, and he's he's in the Avengers lineup right yeah, now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's done a. It's been a. He's actually been. Excuse me. One of the more interesting yeah. parts of the of the of the comic, you know, because he's been, he's brought that fresh blood perspective. Because like the rest it. of the cast is, Oldies. you know, oldies. I they, you know because people wanted that, so they have Iron Man, they have Captain America, they have uh, Thor, they have She Hulk instead of Hulk, but uh, they have Black Panther. So he does bring, you know, he's the character that that brings a little bit of a like, oh wait, this is going on, and they're like, yeah, we're used mm-hmm. to this, you know. Um, so he's really fun in the comics too. No, he yeah, he is the good blood, and they actually just I actually heard an announcement yesterday that they're doing a Savage Avengers. It's like Punisher, mm-hmm. Wolverine, Venom. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else is in that Conan, lineup. Conan is in it because uh, yeah, I think it's crazy. related. I think it's related to the War of Realms storyline going on right mm-hmm. now the crossover event it's uh tied to thor you know it's one of you know every every so months we have a crossover event for dc and marvel you know for each comic company and marvel's right now is war of the realms and i'm pretty sure that's why they're introducing the savage avengers but the lineup is stacked it's really it's cool stacked. And, oh it's i even cool. forgot blade i forgot blades in there and that's yeah. a great thing and people are talking about that is blade gonna get a show like, i feel like it has to at this point i feel like, it, like i feel like they're setting it up yeah, like that's the hottest topic because every we can get this uh, su- like the Midnight Suns like imagine exactly that. yeah like, if they set this up like they did with Netflix like you know the Defenders and we can do a a mystical paranormal spin with Hulu like that would be the best oh, like it would be, so it'd be the best 
So and I think like, a lot a lot of people were expecting that. Like everyone was like phase two of the like if the Netflix Marvel hadn't fallen through, everyone kind of just assumed. I don't know why we all came to this conclusion, but everyone like just kind of came to came to the conclusion that phase two would be yeah. Midnight Suns. I don't yeah. know. We just came to that conclusion, and now it's you know it looks like it's happening. No, it definitely is. And like in addition to like Ghost Rider, Hellstorm's having their own show. And it's going to focus on Damon and Anna Hellstorm, son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer who tracked down the terrorizing, the terrorizing worst of humanity. So in the comics, Damon Hellstorm, a.k.a. Hellstorm, is liter- literally the son of Satan and he even appears in this lucid adaptation. So I'm not familiar as much with this character. Um Keanu, or do you know much about Hellstorm? He's another one that's more of a, like a face value. Um, you know, I, I another character um, in my years of comic book reading and being a comic book fan, I've come across him. Um, but it's you know he's one of those characters that that pops up you know every once in a while in in an event or you know in the background of, of a of a Ghost Rider storyline. So um, yeah, I, I know a little bit about him, but nothing too too you know. It's very superficial, just like the polka dot man. Yeah, no. So I mean, at least you know Marvel's getting it's expanding into not just you know it's going into the par- like paranormal like Swamp Thing is having its own thing in DC, which like it looks crazy. Like it looks. I'm like excited a- about that. It's directed by is it it's is a director or produced one of them by James Wan. So, it, um, I think it's produced by James Wan. Yeah. But like when I watch a trailer, I'm like, isn't Swamp Thing a good guy? Like I was kind of lost. It looked like he was a, a lot guy. of people. A lot of people were lost. But I think I was reading one of the comments, and it looks like some of the scenes where he does look a little bit like evil. It's um yeah. the uh, floor floor whatever the floor. What, the what is he called? It's a uh, it's a specific guy, Florosonic or something. I forget how, how to pronounce it. But he's he's he looks like the Swamp Thing, but he's uh he's the bad guy so okay so yeah. a lot of those scenes and, and plus you know it looks dark. Swamp, Thing, Swamp Thing is more concerned about mother earth about the green than humans yeah so some of those scenes you also might be protecting the green more than he's protecting humans yeah i was yeah i was wondering what was up with that because i'm more of a marvel guy in general like i, sh- I gotta catch up on titans i gotta catch up on doom Patrol. Nah, it's doom i mean i loved i actually had a great time with titans but i loved one of my doom favorite Patrol's shows yeah. I'm so enamored by it. The, the show is so well done. It's such a well balance of quirky and 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 like you get invested in the character. I love the show, man. I, lo- so I watch it. I, I got a question though. So, Umbrella Academy or Doom Patrol? Uh, Do- Doom Patrol for me. For Doom me Patrol. personally, yeah. I, I actually didn't even. Like, my parents watched. Uh, while my parents were watching Umbrella Academy, I was waiting every Friday to watch uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah. So I, I I am a little biased because I haven't really watched too much. I've just seen what they've watched of it. I do plan on watching it, but Doom Patrol, it just it, it really scratches an itch that it hasn't been. You know that hasn't been. You know Umbrella Academy feels a little X Men ish, but it Doom does, Patrol. Yeah. Doom Patrol is is. It's it's out there, but it's also human. But then it's you know it's it's hard to describe. It's a, it's a Molotov cocktail of just insanity, and I, and I love it. I love every aspect of it. I, all I hear is great things, and this that's what propelled the DC um, streaming service. Besides, oh, yeah. everyone expected Titans, but like if, from my experience from Umbrella Academy, I honestly didn't like it. I didn't even finish the season, so. I still have to hit Doom Patrol, so I can't really give an idea. But the fact that I stopped from, like, people are saying, oh, Umbrella Academy is the Netflix Doom Patrol. I'm like, okay. So I wanted to hear, like, your point of view if you had experience with it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes because DC's have, I, DC's doing pretty well in the movie lineup right now. So let's see how Joker ends up. You know, I think they're in a really good, in a good vision for now for, like, what they want for their properties and stuff. Yeah. yeah, Floronic Man. That's what his name. Floronic Man. Floronic Man. Swamp Man. Yeah, I was like, it's gonna go drive me crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, you looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> it's like floral something. Uh, before we leave, 
Ghost Rider and uh, and Hellstrom. Um, yeah. Do you, did since you loved um, J- Johnny Blaze, do, do you want to spoil? You're not gonna watch Shield, right? And it's not gonna be related, so. Nah, I'm not gonna watch it. Okay, so the one cool thing they did with Robbie Reyes and, ch- and the one way they changed up his comic book storylines for the adaptation was they ended up revealing that he got his spirit of vengeance from Johnny Blaze. That's what I was gonna say because I saw a clip on YouTube. They were teasing Johnny Blaze. Yeah, yeah, they, and I he, was like, what happened with that? He appears in a flat. Like like Robbie has like a flashback. Robbie has like a you know they're showing his origin, and they 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 reveal that you know he he casted. No, he was CGI. So it was a CGI. Uh, it was him straight up with a flaming skull. And he drives up to Robbie Reyes as he's dying, and he's like, he passes it on or whatever. So um, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And I, no, I, I, that really cool. that would be a very interesting thing to actually carry over to the adaptation, because then you could have both Robbie and Johnny, which would be, I think, the best of both worlds. I think everyone would be very excited about that. Well, that's the thing. There's like a lot of Ghost Riders in the comics, so I mean, if they want to dabble in that, they can. Um, Dan Catch, like I, I wasn't really a fan of him, but like he yeah, was like the '90s extreme. He was the '90s. Yeah. yeah, he had a weird storyline, but like I, it was cool seeing him incredible in like the Incredible Hulk cartoon and like Spider Man. It was cool yeah. seeing him, you know. Yeah. But I, I, he was kind of like a side character to me. But it was really like Johnny Blaze. Um, I do like Robbie, especially with the the car. Like that's such a cool oh, idea. Oh, it's sick! It's you know? so it, that's another thing that's really done really well in Agents of Shield. The car is is badass. It's yeah, sick. I, I actually saw the first episode of that season because they caught me with Ghost Rider, and like. They kept it mysterious, but, like, I love the whole idea of that. Like, it was really cool, in my opinion. Yeah. But we're going to move on. So, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is dropping this week. So, like, they reported that it might, well, not confirmed, but it might drop with Detective Pikachu. And it's going to be 2 minutes and 38 seconds in length. Um, Like, Keanu, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know after Endgame. So, like, we're going to mix Avengers in this, too. But, like, after Endgame, um, if you guys haven't seen it, you've had enough time. So oh, yeah. we're yeah, going mean, to get well, to spoiler well, territory. This is getting posted Monday, right? Yeah, tomorrow morning. The Russo brothers officially announced that Monday is – I'm pretty sure they said Monday is the end of their – is when they date. They, the Russo they brothers themselves it? said – well, they said the spoiler bans lifted on Monday. So, I mean, it's oh, – so we we're following their lead. Yeah. yeah. We timed it perfectly. So, at, like, the question I had for Endgame, you know, Peter comes back. He mm-hmm. sees Ned. So, it's been five years. Ned hasn't aged. So, I'm guessing that Ned got snapped. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, like, the so, like, Rooster they, Brothers confirmed. Yep. So that yeah, I actually read that, and um, let's just, they said that Endgame isn't the end of Phase Three. It's actually Spider Man. Right. So yeah. I think they're gonna have this like be the ending, so because it's gonna let us know how society moves on. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on you know your excitement for Spider Man Far From Home and like the five years that have passed since Endgame? Well, I'm already more excited than I was for Homecoming. Homecoming came at a point where I was, uh, and Spider Man is one of my favorite comic book characters, as is mm-hmm. most for most people. But um, you know, it's true for me as well. And uh, when Homecoming came out, it it just came at a point where I was just kind of fatigued. I was tired. I was, just, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like. It just was, you know, I was tired. And uh, far from, everything about Far From Home from the from before even Endgame just seemed a lot more. Um, interesting it just felt like it, it was a fresh breath even more so than homecoming mysterio felt like a fun villain uh, with a lot of visual spectacle the uh the elementals looked really cool fury looked really cool so i was already excited about all that um now that we have confirmation that it's it's gonna you know it's the end of phase three and it's mm-hmm. it's gonna deal with end game fallout um i think i think it's a genius idea because like i said 
Spider-Man is a huge seller, but at the same time, people are tired. Um, oh, and yeah. one, of the, and one of the biggest draws of Spider-Man in the last few years has been him in the MCU. That's why Mar- that's why Sony made this deal. Sony made the deal because the MCU is lifeblood to anything mm-hmm. it touches, and Spider-Man needed that. So now you have Spider-Man, but you also have the story of five years later, exactly. Spider-Man, Spider-Man dealing with a certain, you know, a certain mm-hmm. death. Um, so you know, I, I'm very excited to. See, I'm, I'm very excited for it. That's what I'm wondering if they're gonna show classmates that are in college. You know that the ones that get didn't get snapped. See, or... I would, I would, I would, I think that would be beyond interesting. I don't know that they will just because time wise, like I, you just got to get the story going. That and the it, it's still like Sony still has like a say at the end of the day, right? And it's like yeah, the deal, the deal gives Marvel creative control, but Sony still I think gets final say. Yeah, and they, if they this could, was they, a you go, you go, you go. <laughs> well, I, just, I was just gonna say, if this was a, a Marvel, like if this was, if Marvel owned the rights to, to Spider-Man, then I was mm-hmm. absolutely, I would, I would expect them to do something like that, right? Because that's the type of storytelling that Marvel does. Exactly. And I know Marvel has creative control, but I don't know how much to the degree that Sony would be interested in them further explore. You know, what I'm saying I can just see Sony being Sony and trying to and trying to mess with that. So I, I would absolutely love to see it. I would love to see him see like, oh my gosh, like these are my, like I have friends who are like five years older, they're in college, like I missed out on that. Yeah, but uh, and even you know, like we said, like cause it's this is like Endgame the day after tomorrow, right? Like this is like exactly it's just insane. Like the, the you know they found a way to make this to undo the snap without undoing the repercussions of it, and I thought that was really cool, and I would love to see it. Um, and and I I think it's fifty fifty as as to how much they actually explore it, just because yeah. Sony is involved. Well, that's the thing. The contract between Sony and Marvel is really weird. And oh my so, gosh. Sony can literally take the like pull the carpet under them when they want. And, you know, especially with the success of um, Into the um, Spider-Verse, like now Sony wants to do its own spinoff with their own villains and their movies and stuff. But actually, recently, they they canceled the Silver Sable movie. Thank so goodness. I don't know what they're going to do. It's kind of a mess. But, you know, that's Marvel- Sony for you. Yeah, no, seriously. Sony's only good for, you know, electronics, but their movies in general are not that great. Like, the only good part is Sony Animation for Hotel Transylvania. Right. So, it's, like, the only good thing. And so, like, even... Well, we can transition this into Endgame, because now Endgame became the... Fa- um, You know, it passed Titanic. Yeah, I'm sorry, for, yeah. Yeah, for the most, like, you know, most profit for a movie. And it's crazy, because Titanic has been in number one and number two for 22 years. It's crazy. And it's the fat like Endgame is the fastest to make two billion in in just eleven days, and it took Avatar to get that in forty seven days. So it's gonna dismantle Avatar in a matter of time. And we didn't even make a review together about Endgame, man. Like, oh, oh. there's so much to talk about. It's I know. Like, it's, it's, it's there's so many moments. I collect Funkos, and I'm waiting for them to like. All right, so you guys had time. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to have like an old Steve Rogers Funko and a Funko yeah. with Cap and Mjolnir and his shield. That's what I want. I want I Cap know. with Mjolnir because they they're releasing um Fat Thor. Fat Thor. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, please give me more than this. Like they have Rescue, which is cool. And yeah, I was like, I, I, when I saw this wave two and it had Rescue, I was like, I mean, this is neat, but like, yeah, you need the I, you need uh, the real deal. Yeah, but it's like it like I do want to point out in Endgame, which was huge and i don't think people realize it that jarvis from agent carter oh dude i saw that and i saw that nobody freaked out and i'm like guys this is a huge moment they just crossed the tv shows 
like officially huge. Ab- huge. It was ab- it was huge. It's not Inhumans. It's not Agents of Shield. It's Agent like Carter. And, and you know why it happened, right? Oh, what's that? Well, the the screenwriters for this for uh, Infinity War and Endgame are the screenwriters for Agent Carter. Ah, uh, so that's, so that's that they, how they got that kind of like you know what I'm saying that's how they, they had enough gusto to put that in there. Like I'm still that doesn't take anything away from it, but I'm just oh, saying no, that was no, the logistic. Yeah. That was the, the what the logistic piece that made it happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. But like, it, what would you rate Endgame? Like, as of, how many times have you watched it? Uh, only once. Okay. Uh, I I. I I got I got dumped, so that kind of took that took the wind out of. Yeah, uh, yeah I know, out man. Of, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But um, that we'll took go the wind IMAX out of, one day. We'll go to RPX one day. Yeah, the RPX. There we go. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to see it again. And uh, yeah, uh, as a as a I, for comic book films, I always have to review it two ways. I have to do a, a review as a comic book fan, as a film, you know, as a film yep. buff. Um, as a comic book fan, ten out of ten, easily. No, no, not even question about it. Uh, from a uh, film perspective. Uh, honestly, um, I'm 8.5 to 9 out of 10. Eight, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was it was a very good film. It was you know there of course it's not perfect, but it was a very good film. Yeah, and I didn't even look at it as a film. It this is probably redundant, but it was an event because people said this about Infinity War, oh, but I'm telling you, this was an event. I cried absolutely. like three times in this movie, and it was what got me the most was Tony, obviously. Oh yeah. And then yeah. what what. Cap uh, Cap has like one of my favorite characters, and seeing him like have a life, my brother's like, "Why are you tearing up?" I'm like, "I'm just so like, happy." He had girl. a life. I know, and now Falcon has the fucking shield. That like, was great. What? I loved it. I loved it. I love that passing. Um, I love that he he passed he, it on. I... You liked um um Falcon getting it. Yeah, and I, and I and I also liked the Russo brothers' um explanation as to why it happened. I thought it was a very yeah. smart explanation, which was basically, uh, Sam when they introduced him was helping vets move on, mm-hmm. and that's that's the type of person that cap is and bucky is his best friend but bucky is still damaged and he still has a lot of work to do so exactly. it just made sense it just logistically and, and and emotionally character wise it just made sense for it to be sam and i love and i love them both i love i love sebastian yeah. Stan. i love anthony mackie but um i love that scene and i love that they passed it on i thought it was really, a really great passing the torch yeah and i hope they stick to their guns because they're having a captain and Fal- i mean they're having a falcon and winter soldier disney plus streaming service so i was wondering are they going to change the title to like cap and yeah, um, that's it. that is interesting. I think it because now this is we're talking about uh, uh, something that Marvel's fully in control of. Exactly. Um, I could see that, you know what I think is going to be is it's they're going to keep Falcon. Well, I mean they could even like it could be the first eight episodes of Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, and the last two are like you know what I'm saying like Captain America and and mm. but I could see the film being you know them going on this adventure together and also yeah. dealing with Sam trying to live up to the name and trying to come to terms. You know what I'm saying? I can see that being a part of the story. That could be such a character piece. That'd be yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And plus like he's human, you know, he's not a super soldier. And if they do, I want them to go balls deep. Cause honestly, like he's Falcon. Falcon was Captain America in the comics and in the comics, Cap's back. But still, like, I want them to give him a new outfit and really just be oh, bold yeah. with it, you know? Oh, yeah. And who knows what it's going to... We got to see how these streaming service shows are going to be because we don't know the quality and every actor and actress is signed back on, you know? Oh, it's going to be it's gonna be movie. It's going to be movie quality, I'm telling you right now. I, it's the budget that they're pumping into it and the fact that they got the actors yeah. back. It's gonna. It's not going to be ABC... You know, not to knock shield because I love it, but it's yeah. going to be the equivalent of... <laughs> The, the um one shots from Marvel that you know yeah. an extended one shot oh, it's gonna I be lo- film quality it. 
but an actual shell. Yeah, don't you miss those one shots? That was such an old school thing. Oh, I loved them. They were so much fun. They, For they, like they were phase one. Colson, a whole character, even more so from the films, was was the two little shorts that he did. They were great. And they also did, did uh, the Mandarin one that showed there was a real Mandarin. Yes, they also dealt with yes. Us. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they also did the uh, Hell Hydra guy in the elevator because he was like, oh, we have the Abomination. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, why yeah, don't yeah. We, why don't we sign him up for the Avengers? That that was yeah. one of them. And he's like, nah, yeah. like we have him imprisoned. Fuck that. But like, especially like there was actually a news that dropped. I don't know how serious that Elizabeth Olsen was like when she said this, but WandaVision, she said in an interview, I don't know how serious she was. She said it was going to take place in the 50s. So I'm, so I'm telling you that. right now what that means. That means um, it's gonna be fifty. It's gonna. Um, I never. I read this. I thought this, but I also read it on a, on someone. So uh, credit to you for for probably figuring this out. It's yeah. gonna be fifties inspired because it's gonna uh, deal okay. with Vision's mental state and it's gonna deal with Wanda trying to like use her powers to go into his mind. And then so what's gonna end up happening is it's gonna be like an adaptation of the of uh, the Vision. Uh, mini series that that mm-hmm. they had in comic books, but basically it's going to be fifties inspired. It's going to be like that because you know the fifties had that kind of you know Fallout uh, robot, but also classic vibe. Um, yeah. So that's what's going to happen. It's going to be it's going to be. I, I personally think it's going to be one of those things where it's like it's in the fifties in a sense that and when they're when she goes in his mind while they're trying to figure everything out, it's going to be a fifties backdrop. Yeah, okay. So I was wondering about that and especially those are like one of the two strongest characters. Like I was wondering yeah. why, why the hell are they going in the 50s? I'm so confused. Like and hark back to, you know, Wanda, she fucked up um Thanos and yeah. he, had to, he yeah. she was it, strong, man. They were very committed. I like that they were very committed to to the idea that she's one of the strongest Avengers, you know? I'm like they have Captain Marvel now, but she she also has untapped potential. No, exactly, because what they're thi- the thing is, I I don't what I didn't like in the previous incarnations of Wanda is that they're making her Jean Grey when she uses hexes. You know, yeah. she has so yeah. much more potential. She made House uh, House of M, like, yeah, happen. Was yeah. So like, I hope they you know they, I mean, let's hope that Captain Marvel is not the full, you know, attention because I know Elizabeth Olsen was like they felt kind of pushed back because you know Captain Marvel's being the focus and like there's already strong women characters yep yeah like we, yep. we, we already saw it in an endgame without Captain Marvel with she didn't even have to be there you know mm-hmm. I agree so, you know you know, the sky's the limit for Marvel they're in a good path but like we're gonna switch it up and go to DC so Batman updates so Variety's Justin Kroll said that the script isn't quite ready and the cameras may not be rolling until early 2020. So casting still kind of away. And his official tweet was, here's a small Batman update for you. Hearing the script is still being polished up in that there's a possibility shooting begins at the top of 2020 instead of fall 2019, which means it'll probably still be a minute before we find out the next Caped Crusader. So let's hark back and remember that they want a Batman in their 20s, and the previous rumor was, um, what's his Robert. name? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. So, Keanu, what do you think about this news about Batman getting pushed back? So, I'm so, I'm so fine with it. Um, 
Bat- I love Batman. He's another character, just like Spider-Man, where we are in a, p- a period where we've had a lot of Batman films, a lot of Batman adaptations. Um, I love all of the animated features, but I'm fine with waiting a little bit longer. You know, one, one of the biggest things for them rushing, it, trying to get it out was the idea the idea of this continuity between films, was having Ben Affleck, having this relation to the... And, and they've abandoned that, which, you know, I'm, I'm fine with. They, DC just couldn't... They couldn't do it. They couldn't do what Marvel did, and so they went there. They're starting to go their own route, and I'm fine with that. So I'm fine with this. It's fine. It's no, cool. I'm, I'm cool with you know? it too. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, listen, d- the thing with DC is, well, you probably can't say this now, but before Batman v Superman came out, you can't lie that Batman and Superman are the biggest bullets in the chamber. Yep. Everybody knows Batman and Superman now that they kind of fucking dropped the ball, and d- you know Marvel took over. Iron Man and Cap are like the new Batman and Superman mm-hmm. for this generation, yep. which is yep. crazy because they're C-list characters. Yep. And, you know, Iron Man wasn't even big in the comics for the Avengers. He wasn't right. the centerpiece. So, like, if they're going to do Batman, and the, the director's amazing from, you know, Apes. The oh, trilogy. my gosh. Fantastic. He, he's, 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 he's so good. That's why I'm also fine with it because he's yeah. in charge of it, and the guy's fantastic. So I trust it. I tr- he needs to take three years, five years, whatever. I trust him. He's, he's got it. He's going to make a great film. Yeah, no, it's it, – do it right. You know, they're focusing on a noir take, which that's what hypes me up because I want it to be like Batman the Animated Series. And oh, my gosh, so good. Even if they do a Hush interpretation or at least a Court of Owls, that'd be so cool. Oh, my God. If I had Court of Owls, oh, I'd, I got goosebumps I'd lose thinking. my mind. I'd lose yeah. my mind. I'd, I have goosebumps thinking about it. Like, that's just insane. The two biggest adaptations I want to see is Court of Owls and Under the Red Hood. Those are, those oh are the two, God, like, for yes. me, are – you know, that's what I would want. I would love to see Under a Red Hood as a sequel, but yeah, yeah. I would love to see it that, there. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it, it, it's bound. I mean, it happened in the video games technically because, um, you know, the last yeah. Arkham game yeah. was pretty much Under the Red Hood, you know, another interpretation. But, you know, DC, take your time. There's no Absolutely. point in trying to catch up because you're not going to catch up. Yep, 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 yep. And, you know, 2020 sounds so futuristic. It's not. It's right there. And, like, there's no rushing, but I mean, other movies coming out this week, like Detective Pikachu. You know, the embargo lifted. I'm pumped and it, for that. Yeah, well, I'm so excited, and it's mixed. It is positive, but not overly positive. And um, you know, the Rotten. Yeah, you saw the notes. Um, so the Rotten Tomato score as of today is actually seventy percent. Um, for Detective Pikachu. Uh, what are your thoughts on like this coming out? And what have you like? Have you seen reviews yet from like you know Tyrone Magnus? I, I did. Like I did, and I. And I, I... I, I honestly expected him to be even even higher. To be honest, I'm I'm a little I'm surprised, and I don't. It's one of those films where I do think that it probably got um, a little like I just feel like they they probably were a little bit more harsh than they needed to be. Just I don't yeah. know. I just feel like it's one of those films, and I feel like I feel like it's the type of film that I'm going to go into it. And um, granted, I am you know I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but it's the type of film that I'm going to go in and I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, and I'm going to you know I'm going to have a smile on my face seeing all these characters, and I think. Uh, the film looks like it did a really good job of of adapting the Pokemon universe. So, um, I'm a little surprised it is. I'm surprised it's not higher, but I am happy that it's yeah. basically you know the first one of the first great you know good video game films. That's what I was gonna say. So you would consider this a video game film, right? Absolutely. Did you, yeah. It's, did, did you play Detective Pikachu? Because I didn't play it. No, it was um, <laughs> no. It, it was because it wasn't even like it was like I think it was the I think it was deal I think it was like uh, mini up mini mini you know one of the episodic things. I think yeah. When it, I think I know in Japan it was episodic, and I think when they brought it stateside, they might have made it one game. Yeah. But it was very much like a like a side game that, you know, if you're a Pokemon fan, you knew about it. But I, you probably didn't even really pay too much mind to it. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, can this dethrone that video games are bad? Because honestly, like, my favorite video game movie, which is another guilty pleasure, is the first Mortal Kombat. I, oh I my god, it. that film is so much fun. I it's know it's, it's it's so bad that it's good. Like, you oh, know? yeah, absolutely. And like Annihilation, the second one was horrible. Like that, oh, that, that, so that took bad. a leap. It's so bad. It's so cheesy, and you can tell it's from like the ni- er, not early twenties, two uh, thousands, early nineties. Like, but you know, the thing with I from the reviews I've heard that you know it's a fun movie, Detective Pikachu. But they did say like, remember, it's a kids' movie in the end. You know, right. I think a lot of old school Pokemon fans are expecting one thing than the other, but like. It, uh, a lot of reviewers are like, remember, it caters to children, but it's still a fun movie. So, you know. Which is Pokemon as a whole, right? I mean, that's like one of the biggest complaints right now in, in the Pokemon fan base. Uh, oh, or, really? you know, One of them is is people, you know, expecting one thing. And it's like, you know, like we get like, yeah, we did grow up with it, but it's always going to be geared towards children. So you're yeah. never don't ever expect that radical departure that, you know, the, that little bit of a great, you know, there's always gonna be a 10 year old kid doing blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what, that is funny that it's, it's the same issue that's in the gaming community. It's, it's, it's kind of something that people need to be reminded of for the film. And I'm in complete, uh, complete agreement. Cause you're not going to get your dark Knight returns of Pokemon, you know? Right. It's right. Like people should accept that. And, you know, just go in with like, a clear conscience and just enjoy the film and like yeah. so you know pokemon getting dropped like another video game film sonic who oh, man gosh. so much news about this <sighs> I, trailer but what are your <laughs> thoughts on it i would love to hear your <laughs> listen okay it first of all it looks like the quintessential video game film it, uh, 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 exactly. uh, a monstrosity of uh-huh. character design choices it, yes. jim carrey being jim carrey yes. um and it's so I, i'm the film is so frustrating for so many reasons um one of the first ones i love james marston he needs to stop doing this to himself he was in hop he needs to stop being in these cgi live action films all right that, yeah. that's 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 out of the way um the character design is it, it, it's <laughs> There aren't words to describe how bad it's just it's horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; they could have did worse. So I, you know, I will give them credit for that. But it's just, I, I don't understand why they had to do such a drastic. There's, there's no need to. There's no need to change the design. That's why I don't. And you saw on YouTube, like people amateurs are making yeah. better versions. Yeah. It's crazy. There's just, there's no. I, I, I it's mind-boggling to me. And it's one of those things where this is what happens when the, the, the men in suits. Have exactly or something you know like they, yeah. they there's there's no need for it there's no yeah. need to change the design it, it's it, it, there's no need so like i watched a trailer the only reason i'm gonna watch it because one it's sonic and two Jim oh yeah Curry, you know like yeah. it just did look cheesy i mean there was some funny moments but you know yeah like you said jim carrey's not even acting it's jim carrey but it's like it's crazy because the backlash got so bad the director even tweeted he's gonna openly change the characters look i mean i there's i think that's a positive and negative thing so like it's cool he's changing it that's the positive like you're listening to fans you're catering to them but yet again it sometimes it's bad to listen to fans in other cases because right. pe- people thought heath ledger was gonna be a horrible joker right. so that's like what i'm trying to point to negatives but for this case i think it's a positive oh after, yeah it. i agree it's, it's one of those things where uh, every situation is 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 a delicate balance and mm-hmm. so like you said, in the in, you know in Dark Knight case, if we would have listened, we wouldn't have gotten Heath Ledger. So you know that yeah. would have been bad to listen. But in this case, uh, it, the, it's a horrible design, and they just they just just take the model from the game and put it in the film. It yeah. is what it is. Like, it's funny because <laughs> you said delicate balance. I'm like, all right, Thanos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's That's just fuck. But like, I'm excited. 
it, you know, Sonic, like, whatever. I mean, I, were you a big Sonic fan? I was playing, like, huge. the first game, but I wasn't that huge. No, huge. I've, my first, what am I, it, Either my either one of my first or my, if I remember correctly, my first game is Sonic Hedgehog Two. Um, I've Did you have the Dreamcast? With, yes, I still yeah. I have yeah I have all of that. I still have that. I have it hooked yeah. up in my, in my have it hooked up basically. Um, oh, huge yeah. Sonic fan. The music the music the music is phenomenal. I will it would be great if the film had some type. I doubt it will because the trailer played to Gangster's Paradise for some reason. But <laughs> that's another oh, thing about yeah poor song it. choice poor song. But choice. uh, I, dude, not to, uh, this is my last bit of it. But like Sonic. No matter what game comes out, it's known for music. It's music, phenomenal music. You know, one of the best in in gaming echelon. And they they make the film trailer and they put Gangster Paradise. What the hell, man? It's like not Sonic. Oh, That's how you know, oh like gosh. it's all old guys running the the fucking yep. business, and it's yep. ridiculous. Yep. Yep. But you know, when we get older, of course, you know that we're gonna have the real fans hopefully take over. But like this yeah. is the that's the perfect example because we're saying Detective Pikachu is gonna be pretty good, and this sonic is matching up to it and we're like what the fuck like come yeah on. It's, when you put them next to each other it's like what is are we like are we in the era of gaming out like where are we at like this is like the sonic is is mid-2000s and detective pikachu is as now you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. that's the best way to describe it no it is it's like doom like the doom with the rock like we're like what the fuck like right what right, kind of inter- right. i mean even though that is a guilty pleasure also but like it's just not what it is right and you know that that is the best interpretation. It's like early two thousands. I'm like, what what are we doing here? And oh, man, but like, like you said, I will watch it. I will watch it. Yeah, I'm, we're nerds. They're gonna take yeah. our money, man. Yeah. Like whatever. So like, we're gonna get onto a bonus round. So like, bonus round. We're kind of just gonna go through these thing, these little news bits real quick. So we actually have a couple. Um, you know, we'll just throw this in there. Indiana Jones five got the script got scrapped. So no one really cares about that. I'm exactly. Not, yeah. There's, so. But this well, this this fat bit's pretty cool. Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek film, according to Slash Film, um, he said there's a big possibility that he can ne- neither confirm or deny that it's going to happen. But he said this quote: "The script has been written, and when I emerge away, I will merge my head like blah blah blah." Phil, post Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, will pick up talking about it again. So he wants to finish that movie up and you know focus on it. I think it'd be cool to have a Quentin Tarantino film because I don't think I think Star Trek needs new new energy. Yeah, for it to yeah. happen. What does so, he have? Does Quentin, he has what? Two films left? Because I have no clue. He, he did say he wants to retire again. He so. said he said since he started films, he I think he said he owed ten. He always said ten, or, yeah. or whatever. Like for actual where he's an actual director because he's produced stuff too. And I think uh, I think he has like one or two left. I mean, I'm sure he, he can change his mind, but he's always been kind of adamant about that. Um, so that'd be interesting if that's his last or one of his last films. Yeah. So I mean, like the last thing I want to say to that is like. Quentin Tarantino has only directed original properties. So, like, yeah. w- let's see yeah. how he does with a property where he has limits, you know? And, he, you know, he's very outspoken about how, the way he thinks, the things he wants to do. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll move on from there. This one's pretty interesting. So Movie Night is a uh, – Moon Night is actually a movie possibility, according to the New York Times. So Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely asked if they could uh, pen a cat movie, cat movie starring Sam. Before yes. I get into more – these guys need more credit. The writers of Endgame and Avengers. It's not just Kevin Feige. It's his team that helped him out so much to make the – like Stephen McFeely especially. Like the writers need their props. But I'll continue. Yep. They want to dial back and do an origin story, you know, possibly Moon Knight. Here's the quote. There are deep bench characters where I'm like, if I roll, I roll that guy out, I couldn't resist. He continued. There is a great Moon Knight movie to be made, but I don't know what it is. 
So, okay, Keanu, what are your thoughts on Moon Knight? Because I know he's like kind of like a C-list character. And yeah, he's a very kind of street level. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those characters that, again, just to retouch it, when we thought there would be a Netflix Marvel Phase Two, Moon Knight was one of the characters we we almost like were, it was like guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? Like he was always yeah. they expected that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very he's a fun character. Um, I know he's had a lot of really good like limited runs where they you know because he is meant you know he is mentally unstable. They have yeah. a lot of fun with that. They run with it. Um, he has a lot of potential, especially because the MCU has reached a point where it has such a, a huge back catalog of characters um that they could do those you know he's a perfect because that's what he does he 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 creates personas um based off other characters and so we could see um moon knight you know paying homage to cap and it wouldn't it wouldn't feel cheesy because there's been enough time in 10 years and we just had endgame where we would be like oh this is cool yeah no i think especially like that was the hottest topic he was going to be in netflix and i thought he would be perfect for netflix because if you think about the defenders, they're all like broken people in their own way. One's, street level, too. Street yeah, level broken yeah. people. Yeah. One's blind, one's a sexual abuse victim, and Moon Knight's like a mental patient with so many pe- personalities, you know? Yeah. So that's the biggest question I think people have. Like, my friend texted me. He's like, What's after Endgame? Like, we already have Black Widow coming. We have Shang-Chi, which is like the Asian Black Panther happening. I think they're going small and they're not going to have an Avengers movie for so yep. long, yep. which they should yep. do. Yep. You know? And I don't know, like Endgame, they really haven't they haven't released their movie lineup, but they should go back to being small. And like, you know, Kevin Feige even confirmed, like, you know, we're not going to get X-Men for a while. And like they've planned out for like a long time before they even got the X-Men signed. So, you know, where they go from here, Moon Knight is kind of, you know, a mystery character to me. I can't lie. Um, Anything you want to add, Keon, before we move on? Uh it's a lot of it's it's the type of character um, that you could have a lot of uh, fun and and a lot of different things in. It would be a very different film, which yeah. is what Marvel loves to do. Yeah. So we're yeah we're gonna move on for the bonus round real quick. We're gonna go to Ry- uh, Rugrats live action finds its director. So confused the, by that. Yeah, the, the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. So they're getting. <laughs> I'm confused too. It's like, is this gonna be a CGI baby? Or, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, what they got is the Diary of a Wimpy Kid director, David Bowers. So remember, Rugrats was active from 91 to 04 with three movies and one spinoff. Three of the movies were very successful. Um, you know, whatever. I really don't care about it. I love the Rugrats. Let's see how they – because, like, what is this going to be? Like, Baby Geniuses? Like, the early 90s movie? No, it's, um, yeah. It's, it's Everything you're saying is um, – I, I love Rugrats. I'm very confused by the film. I think they did say it's going to be CGI babies. It's all very weird. It's a very it's, weird it's scenario. It's very weird. So, yeah, and they had, move... they had a weird design to begin with. So it's I, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even see like... them. Yeah, I didn't even see them yet. So like, Oh, no, no. Like the film though. Like even like when they were drawn – like in the, in the cartoon – I'm sorry. In the cartoon. Oh, uh, the cartoon. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were drawn so weird. So seeing that in CGI, I'm a little nervous. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous too, and uh, so like we're gonna move on to another TV show. Tom and Jerry's getting a, a live action hybrid with anime interpretation. Stop it with these damn CGI li- live action hybrid. Stop it. I know. Like it, people are making it more complicated than it needs to be because like Tom and Jerry's a simple cartoon, you know. So they're just saying that they sign. You know, they're trying to get. Um, Chloe Grace Mor- Moretz as, as a lead for the you know the, the interpretation or ad- adaptation. Um, you know Tim Story, who did Fantastic Four and Shaft, is directing with a script that's reportedly had contributions by Katie Silberman from Booksmart, April Prosser the last summer, and Kevin Costello from Brigsby Bear. So okay, I really don't care about this. We can summarize um, this all with just okay. Yeah. So you can say yeah, big okay and like okay. cash grab. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so we're gonna <laughs> next one is Fantastic Beasts. Release date comes out. I really didn't like the latest one. Um, I'm not even a Potterhead. So they're just saying that they delayed it a year and will now open in November 12th, 2021. David Yates, who's done the fucking last five of them or whatever. <laughs> he's he's returning. I mean, we need new blood, a new yeah. interpretation. Now they're but... saying, and now they're saying that might not return for um, let's say for the Kefir Grindelwald or whatever. The uh, hell his yeah, name I is. heard I heard that too because he's in some deep shit. I don't know. Oh my gosh, it's like nonsense. Is. It's crazy. It's like back and forth with him and Amber Heard. So it's yeah, like, um, who knows? But yeah, they're talking. You know. You know, they're going to begin filming in spring 2020. Um, before we wrap up this episode, our last bit of bonus round is actually, we want to talk about the Avengers cameos and Easter eggs. So I had to look these up because some of these went by me. So there's a scene in the 70s part when um, Peggy was talking, to, oh, Agent Braddock didn't come in. So people were thinking, oh, Captain Britain was a cameo. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even yeah. hear his name. And it was a very small part. And I'm not really familiar with Captain Britain what are we going to get Christian Bale to play him? But you know, the door. <laughs> I'll be fine the, with that. I mean, the the floodgates are open. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but yet again, I love Captain America, and you know, Captain America is a cheesy. Right, thing. right, right. Um, move on, Morgan Stark. So that was like a reference to Infinity War, because um, you know, Pepper had a crazy uncle, and now that's their daughter. Um, you know, there was a small moment for Nebula when she had the Infinity Gauntlet. Like in the comics, but you know, it right, right, come into fruition. Like as she did, she didn't snap her fingers. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna move on. Namor. So you remember the scene where they were meeting with Black Widow? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Holograms, and they're like, "Oh, there was an earthquake and under the water." Yep, and okay, Okoye is just like, "Ah, oh, we just ignore it." It's like, so, wait, but maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. So who knows? They, they. That's the thing Marvel loves to do. Like they like to drop little Easter eggs because remember they had Wakanda mentioned by. Uh, banner. Yeah, and that was like Wakandan. Like he couldn't even pronounce it. And I think so, it was uh, in that same in Iron Man, in Iron Man one and two, when they 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 dropped the Wakanda uh, on yeah. the map Easter egg, and they dropped I think um, Atlantis, you know, whatever Namor as well. They they kind of yeah. done. They, so this might be the second Namor one. Yeah, no, I think that was Iron Man two. Yeah, so yeah, definitely that. So like in another, um, you know, cameo. So they actually had you know when. Captain America was doing the meetings at the beginning. Jim Starlin was actually in the the circle. So Jim Starlin is the creator of like the Infinity Gauntlet, and you know, also with the director Joe Russo had a cameo, and he actually played a gay man, like a gay person, in like that role. If you guys didn't notice, well, like when he was telling a story, um, going to the seventies, Ant Man's original helmet was there when they were going to see yeah, so him. That. that was really cool. Um, the cheeseburger was one was kind of like a nitpick from the, the internet. They were saying how like Morgan Stark, aka you know Tony's daughter, at the end with Happy, she was like, "I want cheeseburgers." Like Tony Stark said when he first got picked up from the Middle East after being you know held as a captive, he was like, "Oh, I want cheeseburgers." Um, the next scene, I don't know how you felt about this A Force. I loved seeing it, but I felt I felt that it was a little forced. So that I would same love exact to hear thing. your opinion. Same exact thing. Loved it. Thought it was a great scene. Definitely felt forced. Absolutely. But I, it's all it's weird. Like not, not, you know, we're getting right wrapped up. But very quick, it's one of those things where it's like it feels forced, but at the same time, like if if, felt, if all the guys if all the guys got yeah. together, it wouldn't. You know, just because there are so many, it wouldn't feel forced. Yeah. So it I loved it. <laughs> felt a little forced, but it also it's also one of those things where I mean, it it shouldn't feel forced because it just stuff like that happens. So I'm um, you know. Yeah, no, nah, I I was just like, I mean, as time as I let time pass on, I was like like to soak on it. I was like, all right, 
out of like the whole battlefield, you're telling me 15 women right. lined up. You know, right. it, it was like that. I think, <laughs> no, definitely. I, I really think I'm shitting on it is because like the whole Captain Marvel sh- spiel with like Brie Larson saying some stupid shit about politics and like. Nah, I think I that you. that's what's bothering me, and it made I me look you. at it the wrong way. But you know, yeah. I didn't mind it as I like let it marinate in my head, and I'm like, okay. Um, you know, we're gonna move on. The Broken Shield, just like the comic I have, the Infinity Gauntlet, Rescue was a good cameo with Pepper yeah, Potts. Cool. That was yeah, really was cool. cool. And Hydra Cap was a little hint, dude. That elevator <laughs> scene. Oh my god, I was uh, freaking was out. Great. I was, was like, are they, gonna, are they gonna do this? And he says, that's Hydra. I'm like, wow. This is how you know Captain America grew. He didn't fight them. He used his intellect. Yeah. And he he even said when he was fighting himself, "Oh, Bucky's still alive." Like he knew what to do. Like that that would like mess like that would like completely throw him off his game. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I was just I rewatched Civil War like two nights ago. I'm like, dude, Cap is such a sucker for Bucky. Oh and, my gosh, yeah. And you know, it was a homage to it was an homage to um Crossbones when he's like, yeah. Like, he called your name out. I know your friend Bucky. And I was like, oh, my right. God. They were linking it to Civil War. He wasn't just saying that the Cap. And I really pieced it together. Like, in Endgame, I'm like, oh, that's not that's not random. They were referencing the Civil War when Crossbones mentioned it. Right, so right. It just really blew, blew my mind. And, you know, catching on to that. And, like, the last bit we're going to talk about is Black Panther. That's, like, um, my favorite. That's one of my favorite little, I, like, reference, I, film references in the film. Oh, I knew you would catch on because people were like, it. people are like, what? I'm like, dude, Civil War. He right. Didn't even, he didn't even recognize Clint. He's like, oh, I don't care. And now he's like, right. Let me have the glow. Oh, which is, which it. almost, you know, as a last, you know, last piece as actually it speaks on the film's treatment of Hawkeye. It, she speaks on how he went from getting kind of sidelined in the first Avengers exactly. to growing into this strong character, this human character that everyone's like, by the time if any world, if any world rolls out, it's like, where's the Hawkeye? Where's, you know what I'm saying? Where's Clint? And so it's funny that it, in this film where his character gets a lot of screen time and a lot of justice, Black Panther also does like a meta commentary on it. And he's like, Clint, give it to me. Like, ah, I remember yeah. your name. Like, mm-hmm. recite now. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Marvel's just so good. So that good. script was not wasted. That script was Absolutely not wasted not. at all. So Every good. word ca- counted. And yep. oh man, I like I, I don't know if I gave my score. I gave it a nine point five out of ten for Endgame. Um, like you said, I would agree with you, like an eight and a half or something like that for film perspective, you know. And so that was the end of bonus round. We kind of just went like quickly through that stuff because you know we got Game of Thrones in four minutes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I completely forgot. So like, hey guys. Thank you so much um, for joining your two new hosts of Movie Talk, Keanu Hell yeah. and myself. So we're going to drop episodes on Monday so you guys can start your day or week, your work week, by listening to us and getting all your news in one spot. But Keanu, any last words before we clock out? Can't wait to see you next week. And I'll see you guys next week.